You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We're continuing with our series. What is it called? Hey, some people are growing in stature. Come on. Yes, growing in stature. I hope you are doing some growing. Yes. Were you blessed last week? Woo, 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 woo. Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, we're going to continue building up on that. And uh, as we go into the word this morning, I just want you to open your spirit. Because something is going to get into you from the Word of God, from the Spirit of God. It's going to impart some serious stuff into you. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you praise and honor. Thank you for your Word, which is Spirit and is life. The entrance of your, your, your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Let your word bring light. Let darkness flee. Let ignorance be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, let your word bring transformation. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to be looking at diet for stature. Yes? For super stature. <laughs> Mighty God. Yes. Diet for great stature. Hmm? Yeah. You know, there's diet. There's a kind of diet that keeps you as a babe. So... Not every diet makes you strong. Do you understand me? Yeah, not every diet makes you strong. Not every diet makes you grow. Isn't that so? Even in the natural, not everything. Imagine someone that is 12 years old still feeding on milk. How is he going to do? Doc, how will he do? Great. Right? Doctor? Hmm? <laughs> the doctors are smiling and shaking their heads. I guess they're saying something. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, your diet is important. They tell us you are what you eat. Is that not correct? You are what you eat. Not only is it true naturally, it is true spiritually. It's true spiritually. So there's a kind of diet that you require for a great stature. Even for your assignment, for your calling, your calling requires a kind of stature. In order for you to fulfill what God has called you to fulfill, there's a kind of stature you need. So, how many people know that the diet of a sumo wrestler and the diet of a sprinter are not the same? Hmm? Yeah, Sunny, is that not true? <laughs> Some of you are addicted to running. They can't stop running. I don't know what's chasing them. <laughs> Always running, running, running. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> yeah. But you can't, it's, it's not the same. When you, a sumo wrestler, I was told that most of those 
sumo wrestlers are like about 19 years old. Those huge... I don't know how true it is, but somebody was telling me that. You know, in their late teens, early 20s. So there's something they eat. Do you get my point? Yeah, to do that sport. So if you go and give that diet <laughs> to Sunny, there will be trouble. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how long those people live as well. That's another thing. We don't know how. We don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't researched it, but I doubt if they live long. Dog, is it? Am I correct? <laughs> Come on, tell them. Let's hear. Come on, you're helping me this morning. I think there is a, some research about sumo wrestlers and um, about their diet. It's quite true that they, um, they eat um, from morning. They can eat more than 36 eggs, for example, in a day. They can eat, they eat to build the body. They are very young, and a lot of them cannot go beyond 35 years of age. And, and if they retire early, they can live longer. A lot of that weight goes away. A lot of that weight goes away. They can live longer. But if they continue to be in the ring and being experts at it, they won't go beyond age 35. Thank you. So turn to someone and say, diet is important. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go far, you better check on your diet. If you want to go far with God, check on your diet. <clears throat> what are you eating spiritually? <clears throat> Excuse me. Check on your diet. I'm telling you, many people are just feeding on junk. And they wonder why they don't have the kind of stature for their assignment. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. So turn to someone and say, neighbor, watch what you eat. Yeah, not everything is good for your consumption. Yeah. When you see Olympic athletes, they have strict diet and a strict discipline that they have to keep up with. All right? They want, to they, they, want to, they, they want to prepare for Olympics, which is in four years' time, for instance. They will start training now. So they will start feeding now for four years. For something that they want to do in four years. They will start the discipline now. They will hire a coach now. And they will be paying the coach now. They are not making money. They are paying the coach for four years, preparing for how many minutes of sweat, all for a medal, okay, all for a medal. So. You cannot tell me that it doesn't matter. Anything goes. 
No. There are things I do not allow into my spirit. Intentionally, I know this is not good for me. So I close my ears. Yeah, the days I used to watch TV, there was this guy that used to come on TV. Well, there are a few of them, but this was a, he was the superstar of them all. Whenever he comes on, I switch off. Because I know this diet is not compatible with my consecration. Hallelujah. Is there anything wrong with TV, guys? No. I'm just trying to be careful. All right? Somebody turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It says in verse 24, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. In other words, he is self-controlled. All right? In all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. Now Paul is talking and he's using athletics. Remember the Romans, they're the inventors of the Olympics. So they could relate with what he was saying. The Roman Empire, you know, was ruling at that time. So Olympics was a big sport. But he says, look, these guys, they prepare for a perishable crown. Just a medal that they will not take with them when they die. Okay? They, they exercise a lot of discipline. It says, therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I do what? Discipline my body. And I bring it into subjection. Lest when I should have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Let's read in the Amplified. Let's see how the Amplified puts it in verse 24 of the Amplified. It says, But you, um, sorry, do you not know that in a race all runners run their very best to win, but only one receives the prize? Run your race in such a way that you may seize the price and make it yours. All right. Next verse. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined. Somebody said disciplined. disciplined. And exercises self-control in all things. Say self-control. In all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. So self-discipline. Have you seen someone that is on a diet? Sometimes my wife goes on some of those. <laughs> and my daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they will tell me, we are on this diet, or we are on this program. So they will not eat certain things. And so I like the good things, so I don't mind eating them. I eat on their behalf. Hallelujah. The two are one. So when I eat, she has eaten. Hallelujah. And when she does the diet, I've done it. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha, 
<laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so she exercises self-control on my behalf. <laughs> Spiritually, it's not like that. <laughs> you have to exercise self-control. You have to restrain yourself from certain things. There are things you must, if you're going to go far, restrain yourself from. Might be good for your neighbor, but it might not be good for you. Do you get my point? So stop looking at what everybody's doing and then use that to assess yourself. You will miss it if you live your life like that. Okay? So, I, I decide, let me say what the dictionary, the Webster's Dictionary, what does it say about diet? Um, oh my, it has closed. Okay. Let me read it for you. Okay? Diet, food and drink regularly provided or consumed. A diet of fruits, it gives an example, diet of fruits and vegetables. Habitual nourishment. Okay? So you can't say you're on a diet if you do it just once. How many people know that? If it's a diet, it has to be habitual. You have to keep at it. Otherwise, it's not a, a diet. It might just be a snack. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> yes. So, the kind and amount of food prescribed for a person or animal for a special reason. Okay, that is a diet. Mm. For example, put on, they, they, they can give you, they can put you on a low sodium diet. No salt, little salt. Just a pinch is enough. Those of you that when you go to a restaurant, I see you. <laughs> Before you even taste it, you've already put salt. How do you know? Why can't you taste it first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the, the idea of a diet is not only, it's not only about what you take in, it's also about when you take it. It's also about the proportions. Come on. And it's also about certain activities that go with the diet. Is that not correct? Yeah. Certain disciplines that go with the diet. So if you want to go in, grow in stature, you need to pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. So let's look at, let's go to First Peter chapter 2. In First Peter chapter 2, the apostle Peter tells us in verse 2, as newborn babes, he says, desire the sincere milk, the pure milk of the word. Right? As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Desire the pure milk of the word as newborn babes. In other words, he's saying as infants. Okay, as infants, desire the pure milk of the word. So, the diet of infants is milk. The diet of infants is milk. Alright? So, milk is liquid. Alright? The infant doesn't have teeth. So... He only has gums. All right? And if, if, if sometimes he can gum you in a way that 
You'll be amazed at the power in those gums. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So, but yeah, they, they can only endure milk. They can only endure milk. So there is the milk of the word. Somebody say the milk of the word. There is the milk of the word of God, which some people, that's all they can eat. That's all they can endure, the milk of the word. It's because of their stature. So there's nothing wrong with the milk of the word, if, and there's nothing wrong with being an infant. If you eat the milk of the word, you are going to grow. You are going to grow. So it says, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. But you see, if you want to grow in stature, there are things you need to do. There are things you need to do. This is what you need to feed on. But if you find Christians who can only feed on, I'll give you an example of milk of the word. Like things that, that are very basic. Okay? We need the foundation of the word. The, you know, the elementary principles of Christ. According to Hebrews chapter 1. Uh, chapter 6 rather. Okay? Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1 gives us some of the elementary principles. Of Christ. So that's the milk. But if you look at that, let's go to Hebrews chapter 6, verse, from verse 1. You will see that there are some people that even the milk, their milk is deficient. Yeah, their, their milk is deficient. Look at what it says. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go to perfection. In other words, let's go to maturity. Do you understand? If we're going to go to maturity, we need to grow, outgrow the elementary principles. And what are the elementary principles? Look at, not laying again the foundation of repentance. Now, it's not that we will never deal with repentance, but if you remain at that level, every day, oh God, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Tomorrow, oh God, yeah, you are an infant. So, repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Faith toward God is part of the milk of the word. <laughs> Some people don't even exercise faith toward God. That's why I'm saying their milk is even deficient. You know that, you know that they... Uh, a, a mother can have, she can have uh, an infant and the doctor checks and says, your breast is not, your milk is not giving the child enough. Am I correct, doc? Yeah? I'm not calling you, so just answer me. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So the, the milk, the doctor will say the milk is not sufficient. So there is milk flowing, but it doesn't contain the ingredients necessary for the healthy growth of the child. And so they make other recommendations for you to support your deficient milk. All right? So some people's diet spiritually is deficient. It's deficient. Repentance, faith towards God, verse 2. Let's look at verse 2, okay? And then, the doctrine of baptisms. Okay, when you see there, baptisms is in plural, so there are different baptisms. Then laying on of hands. Some people don't even believe in that. There are some churches that don't even lay hands on people. So they're not even doing the elementary principles. Okay, 
Then resurrection of the dead. Raising the dead. Hello. Raising the dead is, is elementary. Ask your neighbor, what, what, what is your diet like? <laughs> yeah? Resurrection of the dead. So some people look at resurrection of the dead just as the resurrection when Jesus comes. That, yes, is the fullness of resurrection. But raising the dead, when Jesus commissioned his disciples, right? One of the things he told them is, and they were still babes, remember? They were still babes when he commissioned them. They were infants spiritually when he commissioned them. And one of the things he said is, cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. So raising the dead is part of the milk of the word of God. So when are we going to start feeding properly? Hmm? And then of eternal judgment. Some people don't even, when they, when they hear the word judgment, they just freak out. <laughs> yeah, but eternal judgment. There is, there, is, there is a doctrine of that. There is a teaching of that from the Bible. And that is part of the milk of the word. Okay? So I'm saying that a lot of our milk is not even well constituted for our development. So many people can only endure messages that tell them how good they are. Come on. Tell them how much God loves them. And they are all true. Okay? They are truths that are good, but that's all they can endure. Messages that make them feel good. That is all that they can endure. So the, that's part of milk. That's part of the milk of the world. So if you want to grow in stature, you need to consider your diet. Let's look at Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews. She does not brew. He is the one that brews. So that's why only he can brew. <laughs> Some people will get it next year. All right. Okay. Hebrews chapter 5. Look at verse 12. He says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the what? The first principles of the oracles of God. What are the first principles of the oracle of God? The Hebrews 6, 1. You still need someone to, to teach you those things again. You've <coughs> oh my goodness. You are stuck there. It says you have become you, you have come to need milk and not solid food. So you see, it's a stature. It's a spiritual stature that can only endure milk. It cannot endure solid food. Let's read on. 13 says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a what? A babe, an infant. He is an infant. So if all you can endure is make me feel good, 
let it sound good, let it tickle my fancy, and let it boost my ego. And if that's all you can endure, you are a babe. Not even a balanced babe. An infant that is malnourished. You see? So, but look at, there is hope. Verse 14. It says, but solid food belongs to those who are how old? Full age. That is full stature. Or full grown. All right? That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Their senses exercise to discern between both good and evil. So, um, solid food helps your discern, gives you discernment. Do you get my point? Solid food gives you mature senses. The reason why many believers easily get deceived is because of their diet. The diet can determine your ability to stay on course. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. One of the reasons for the fivefold ministry is to help us to grow. The apostles, evangelists, pastors, prophets, teachers, sorry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are given to us to equip the saints, right? For the work of ministry and all of that. For the edifying of the body of Christ, that's building the body of Christ. Then verse 13 says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be... <clears throat> now, look at, look at this aspect about being remaining, the danger of remaining a babe. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So there are people who set out to deceive, but babes cannot discern. They cannot discern because they just listen to what the person is saying, and what he's saying sounds okay, so because of that, they gulp it. They drink it. It looks like milk. In fact, it tastes better than milk. So they drink it. They put some sweetness in it. So it, they drink it. But it takes them off track. It takes them off track. So we are praying that God will help us to grow in stature. You don't want to be blown by every wind. There is a new wave in town. Whoop, you are there. There's another wave. Whoop, you are there. There is another wave. Whoop, there is a... <laughs> I don't even want to call it. And then you go, you get damaged. Then you come back with sores. Licking your wounds. May the Lord help us. Mm. So, how do you grow? How do you get out of this babyhood stage? The full stature is the, is the stature that God wants for us. 
Okay. So, the babe in Greek is nepios. All right? You see that. And that is speaking about the innocence of the child. Okay? But it also speaks of the naivety of a child. So a babe is naive. He thinks everybody is like mommy and daddy. He doesn't know that there are people out there that kidnap children. The babe doesn't know that there is human trafficking. The babe can't, can't, it, it can't discern. It looks like lollipop, but it's not lollipop. Do you get my point? So that's how they get them in schools, right? It looks like lollipop, but it's a drug. But the babe cannot discern. But because of his desire for lollipops. Mm. Say, Lord, give me discernment. Amen. Yeah. Because in these days, there's, there are winds blowing. Winds of doctrines. Every wind blowing. All kinds of things blowing and blowing and blowing. You need to be able to discern. You need to have what it takes to discern. I say, no. It's not as it looks. That's why you need to grow quickly. All right? I don't want to take you through the different stages of growth, but you want to grow from babe into a full statue, okay? In the, in the, in the, in the Greek, it's huios, which is the word that is translated for son. Okay, so someone that is a foolish. That's the one. There are miracles that babes can perform. But it's not the same as the ones sons can perform. So when you look at, when you study the life of Jesus, there are certain miracles that Jesus performed that his disciples could perform. But there are some that he performed which he performed out of his full stature. So out of fullness of stature, God could allow him to do certain things. Certain powers cannot be given to babes. You get my point. Yeah, there are powers that cannot be given to babes. They, they, you have to grow first. But there are certain powers that can be given to babes, like raising the dead, opening the blind eyes. Come on. Healing the sick and all of that, casting out demons, that's for babes. Everybody should be able to do that. We should all, the whole church should be doing that. The whole church should be doing that. And that's why we started Kingdom Power Training, to train you so that you can do that. But that's not the ultimate, that's the beginning. So some people think that because you raise the dead, then you are matured. How many people used to think like that? You've all, yeah, we've all been there. But it's not. I just showed you from the scripture. It's part of the milk. So we're not even doing the milk. So what are we doing? Turn to someone and say, it's time to grow. You need to grow into fullness of stature. Yes. Hmm? Lord, help us, help us, help us to grow. Help us to get into the fullness of that statue. Deliver us from babyhood, Lord. If you are still the kind of person like a, a full statue, somebody of full stature can receive correction without being offended. But a babe cannot handle correction. A babe cannot handle chastisement. A babe cannot handle rebuke. 
So if you're still at that place where we have to tread on eggshells around you, it tells exactly where you are spiritually. Yeah. So if you cannot endure correction, if you cannot endure rebuke, you will never grow spiritually. You will remain at the milk level. <laughs> because solid food of the word. Let me give you an example of the solid food of the word. John chapter 5. Let's look at John chapter 5. No, John chapter 6, sorry. You know, after Jesus fed the 5,000, he began to teach certain things. He decided, okay, now, these people have eaten food. Let me give them solid meat of the word. <laughs> yeah? He says, let me give them solid meat of the word. For the sake of time, let me see. Uh, I'll just... He says, in verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. So now he's saying them, he's, he's them that he's the bread. Okay? If you eat, in fact, he goes down, he starts breaking it down. Verse 41, I'm skipping that, uh, the rest. 41, the, the, then the Jews complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. They couldn't handle it. Jesus is giving them solid food. These people want milk. Jesus, you are giving them solid meat. And they were complaining. Watch Christians that complain a lot. Just know where they are. They are babes. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's babes that complain. So just look straight. Nobody will know. <laughs> Nobody will know. Just shake your head. Mm, you mean there are Christians who complain? Hmm, they, they need to grow up. Yeah, it's babyhood. And they, and they said... Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, Do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up. At the last day. <laughs> These people can't understand. They can't relate with this teaching. Yes? Let's skip down. It says in verse 48, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. <laughs> the bread that I shall give is my flesh, <laughs> which I shall give. For the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves. Can you see how babes operate? If you are always quarrelsome, you are a babe. If you are always quarrelsome, it doesn't matter. You can be a professor of theology and be always quarrelsome. You are a babe in Christ. As a matter of fact, you can be an apostle and still be a babe. Because remember, his disciples, he, made, he called them and made them apostles. Is that not so? 
And in Luke chapter 10, when he sent them out, and they came out rejoicing that demons were subject to, to them in the name of Jesus, the Bible says Jesus rejoiced and said, Father, I thank you that you have hidden this from the wise, but you have revealed them to babes. Who are the babes he's talking about? The apostles. <laughs> so don't be fooled. You can be an apostle and a babe. You can be a prophet and a babe and still be a babe. You can be an evangelist and still be a babe. Raising the dead and still be a babe. You need proper stature to get out of babyhood. Are you getting the point? Yeah. So if you find yourself always quarrelsome, I am telling you by the authority of scriptures that you are a babe. You can see that in 1 Corinthians 3. I think my wife read it last week. He said, I could not speak unto you as to spiritual, but as unto canna. He said, there are, they strive among you. There are divisions among you. You are not spiritual. You are canna and babes. Can you see? So the stature matters. You can easily tell the stature from the behavior. The way a babe behaves is not the same as an adult behaves. How many people agree with that? Yeah. You've seen infants. You've seen children. Leave me alone. You're not my friend. Don't talk to me. I know my friend again. And why? Because you didn't give him your toy. Or whatever. You didn't give him what he wanted. Then, you know. It just switches like that. Flips quickly. And some people spiritually are like that. Say, Lord, deliver me from babyhood. Amen. Yeah. Always quarreling, always gossiping, always complaining, always murmuring, always. <laughs> those are all baby. Those are baby diaper stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, my Lord. Jesus, and Jesus doesn't stop. He continues. Most surely I say to you, unless you eat my, the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate, ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. Amen. These things he said. In the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Can you imagine the offense? Can you imagine the atmosphere as Jesus taught this and these religious people are about to pull off their hair? It's like, what is this guy? This guy is teaching cannibalism. What is this? What kind of teaching? What kind of doctrine is this? They cannot endure the solid word of God. Mm, but don't blame them. They are babes. If you give a baby meat and the baby spits it out, are you going to be angry? No, you, you can't be angry. It's because he doesn't have teeth. His gums are not trained for that kind of meat. 
That's why, you know, <laughs> some mothers will, they will chew the meat a bit. Come on, how many people have seen that before? <laughs> and then they will put it in the mouth of the baby and the baby will... So he will gum, the, he will gum it. So they are trying to train the baby to graduate from meat to... <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't get offended because the baby can't endure that. So don't get offended because some people can't endure a certain word. Amen? We still love them. We love the babes. Hallelujah. My goodness. Okay, so what is meat? What is meat? What is the meat of the word? I've given you an example of, you know, from a particular teaching. But the meat of the word, look at John chapter 4. Mm. When Jesus was engaging the Samaritan woman, okay, he had sent his disciples to go and get food. They went into the city to go and buy food. And when they came, Jesus was busy talking with the Samaritan woman, and they were offended. They, well, they were shocked, maybe not offended. They were surprised that he was talking to a, number one, a woman. Number two, a Samaritan woman. Samaritans were considered like second-class citizens. So they, they were like, why, why is he talking to her? All right? And it's in the, when they brought the food, it said uh, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat, verse 31. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Right? And Jesus said to them, My food, come on, look at that. Let's read together. One, two, three. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In the King James, in the King James, it says, My meat. Hallelujah. It says, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So when you want to graduate from, um, from milk to meat, you need to start doing the will of him who sent you. And to finish his work. Hallelujah. Yeah, so... Receiving the word, receiving the word is great. Sitting down, receiving the word week after week, week in, week out, week in, week out. That is not enough to graduate you. Do you get my point? You need to now start doing. It's time to do. Come on, turn to someone and say, start doing. Start doing the will of the Father. Yeah. That's why discipleship is important because you have to start doing. If you don't do it and you keep receiving, you will still remain as a babe. You still remain as a babe. But when you start doing, then you are eating. You are eating meat. Hallelujah. You are eating the meat of the word. But not only doing, you need to finish it. Okay, so you, 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 you do the will of the Father. You do the will of God and you finish it. When you finish it, you graduate in stature. Can you see how we, how we grow in stature? You see, if we don't do that, and if we just keep coming every week, sitting down, listening to sermons, wow, that was great. Thank you, Pastor, for that word. And then you come back next week. 
looking for the next word, the next deep thing. Yeah, I, 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 want, I'm, I, I don't want milk anymore. Pastor, give me some deep stuff, deep stuff. Deep revelation. <sighs> no, 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 no. You're missing the point. What have you done with what you got? Whose life are you impacting with what you have received? Who are you discipling right now? Who is standing because of you? You get my point. Every one of us here should be leading, you should all be leading people. You should have at least, at least three people you are leading. At least, minimum, three. Where two or three are gathered. So that's where I got it. Okay? Yeah, you should at least be leading three people. So how many people don't have three people? Okay, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Okay? You want to grow in stature. You need to start now. Okay? It will do you good. Go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Time is gone. I'll just round it up now. Oh my goodness. Oh, I have to stop. Should I stop? Okay, let's read Ephesians 4. And then we will stop from there. My God. I want you to love to grow in stature. Because there are certain powers. We have not even touched Galatians 4. We have not even, there are so many scriptures we have not even touched. But let's look at Ephesians 4. We read that. Okay? Till we all come, verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to a mature man, okay, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But, look at, okay, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So speaking the truth in love. You have to have people that you gather and you're speaking the truth to in love. It helps you to grow. Hallelujah. You grow that you may grow. When you take responsibility, when you start taking responsibility, it helps your stature to grow quicker. Than if you just sit down and warm the seats. If you sit down and warm the seats, you don't grow. But when you start taking responsibility, when you start, when you start taking responsibility for the souls of others, when you start waking up to pray for that person to be strong in the Lord, when you start praying for that person, and you start discipling that person, and you take them through one-to-one, and you take them through purple book, come on. And you start doing that. It helps you to grow. You are sharing the truth in love with people. Then it grows your stature. It grows your stature. It begins to boost your stature. Knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. But when you start to feed people the word, it doesn't puff you up. It humbles you. Hallelujah. It helps you to grow in Christ. Let's look at the next verse. Verse 16. Come on, look at that, look at that. Let's read it together. Verse 16. One, two, three. Is it there? Mm, the computer is slow. Lord, anoint that computer. In the name of Jesus. Kuba Sandabaha. Okay, all right. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Can you see that? So when, we, when every joint is supplying, when everyone is doing his part, then the body grows. Then our stature grows. Hallelujah. We begin to grow in stature. We begin to get stronger in the faith. We begin to get stronger in the spirit. It's not by spiritual gymnastics. How, how, are you hearing me? It's by doing the will of God. It's by doing the will of the Father. And to finish it, 
That's how you grow. Don't be fooled by the religious activity. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Oh my God. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Help us to grow. Help us to be faithful. Lord, we want to be faithful. Mandeke sudabaha. Lemendeke deke sudabaha. May the Lord deliver us from babyhood. Hmm. My God. And this includes myself. I'm not, I'm not yet there. I'm probably almost a teenager in the spirit. Still growing, still growing. But I want to get to that place to be of full age. To be like Christ, exactly. The full measure of the stature of Christ. Yeah. Some people are still sucking their pacifiers. No condemnation, but grow. Put in the work to grow. It takes effort. It takes discipline. It takes self-control. It takes denial. It takes receiving some, some word, the solid meat of the word. It takes receiving word that doesn't necessarily excite you, but reveals the heart of the Father. It takes sometimes words that, that prepare you for suffering. It takes words that prepare you for hardship sometimes. But we need to embrace all of it if we want to grow in stature. Father, I pray for your people. Help us. Help us, Lord, to graduate from babyhood, from infanthood to childhood, into adolescence and then into adulthood. Bring us there, Lord. Let there be progression. Lord, speak to each and every one. Let everyone know what they ought to do. Lord God, the next step to take to get out of babyhood. The name of Jesus. To begin to take responsibility. Lord God, even if it is to get one or two people and start with them. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, do not be hearers of the word, only deceiving yourselves. Yes, but we want to be doers of the word. As we do the word, we will get out of babyhood. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let the Spirit continue to shed light. Let the Spirit continue to speak to you, give you revelation. Hallelujah. Yes. If you have not gone through one-to-one, that's a starting point. If you have not taken anybody through one-to-one, that's a starting point. You need to start that. Yeah, start that. Some of you need to start connect groups. That will help you to grow. That will help you to grow in stature. Amen. Start, start it. Mm. Start taking responsibility for people, for people's souls. Think about Think about a girl of 12 years old that gets pregnant. The fact that she's still that little and gets pregnant does not mean that she will not, her growth is going to speed up. Her development, biologically, is going to grow up, is going to speed up quickly, quickly, so that she can be a mother to the baby yes she will develop the ability to breastfeed that baby once that baby is born the same spiritually when you start taking responsibility for people you will develop there are certain things you will it will be like a catalyst for your growth you, you will start developing certain certain qualities that will help you to grow in stature. So Lord, speak to every single one of us. Let no one remain a baby perpetually. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you glory. In Jesus' name. If you want to receive Jesus into your heart, you want to get born again, just raise your hand. I'll pray for you. Anybody like that? And those watching, you can also pray this. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. I confess with my mouth. I receive him into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Give me a new heart. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. I receive you by faith. I put my trust in you for salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for your people. Everyone that has prayed this prayer, I pray, Lord God, that you would just move in their hearts. Thank you for the new creation. Let your kingdom come. Let the reality of the new creation dawn upon them. Lord God, thank you. Their sins are forgiven. Thank you, Father. I break the power of sin over their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.